Welcome to the Discovery Doc Podcast, where we advocate for optimal wellness and reducing everyday toxic loads, no matter where life takes you. I'm Dr. Cece, doctor in nursing practice, self-proclaimed toxin tamer, and a crunchy mama. I'm Anna Kate, a medical mystery overachiever and your discovery liaison. Join us on this exciting journey as we explore the world of holistic health, cutting-edge research, and practical solutions for a healthier life. Together, we'll navigate through the complexities of wellness, sharing valuable insights, and expert advice. Tune in to the Discovery Doc Podcast. Get ready to be inspired, empowered, and discover a whole new way of looking at your health. I, my kids and my husband and myself, we all take a multivitamin because while we do eat well, we don't eat perfectly by any means. So that kind of fills in some of those nutritional gaps. Welcome back to the Discovery Doc Podcast. I'm here with your host, Dr. Cece, functional medicine nurse practitioner, crunchy mama of three and self-proclaimed toxin tamer. And this chick over here. I'm Anna Kate, your medical mystery overachiever and discovery liaison. And today we've got a very special guest with us today. And so you see that other beautiful face up there. So we're excited to get talking to her. So I'm going to pass it back over to Dr. Cece and let her introduce this wonderful human being. Yes. Two full disclosures. Number one, this is Dr. Marchman. She just had surgery a couple of weeks ago. So we are so thankful for her to be joining us today. Thank you. I'm glad you're smart. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Second is that this is actually round two for us. So we can have this conversation again, which we're so excited to share with you guys. But Dr. Marchman is a chiropractor who I refer a lot of patients to. She is also a mama of three and just a huge advocate for natural health. So Dr. Marchman, give us all the details about you. How'd you end up in chiropractic care? Yeah, well, thank you again for having me excited to be here today. So I actually my story, like so many is is different. I actually didn't decide I wanted to be a chiropractor until my junior year of college. So I went to college for theater and broadcasting, actually, which I know is a a far cry from chiropractic. Um, But I loved it. It was fun. I enjoyed it, but there was always, I always had this sciencey, nerdy side to me, like in high school, advanced biology was like my favorite subject. I just was always obsessed with learning about the human body and how everything worked. So, but I didn't really know how to channel that. I don't like needles. I don't like blood. So I think I just, I, I didn't know that there was anything for me, you know, to, to channel all of that intrigue that I had. So enjoyed theater and broadcasting, but just felt like there was something missing. Like maybe this wasn't what I was supposed to do for the rest of my life. Uh, So my junior year of college, and actually I probably, the light bulb should have gone off a little earlier in life uh, because I used to get migraine headaches at a, in, in late elementary school, I started getting migraine headaches and tried literally everything, every medication, um, birth control, like all the preventatives, all the pain relief, you know, once I got the migraines, nothing stopped them from coming, nothing kept them away. 
And eventually, finally, after my mom had persuaded me to try a chiropractor, I did. I was afraid of chiropractors because all I knew was cracking and popping and that sounded terrible. So I eventually, yep. So I gave in and I went and visited a chiropractor and it's actually an upper cervical chiropractor, which is a chiropractor that just adjusts the bones in the neck. And I noticed that over time, lo and behold, I had less and less migraines. And then as long as I stayed adjusted, I didn't get migraine headaches anymore. So like I said, that should have been the light bulb moment, but it wasn't. So my junior year of college, one day I couldn't stand up straight at all. I was just bent over from the waist and, you know, I was like 20 years old. So you should not be bent over from the waist and stuck there at 20 years old. I'm sorry. Any injury? Did anything happen right before? No, no, it was just. Yeah, I woke up one one day like that. And so I was going to college. It was a teeny tiny college town, Ohio Northern University. I grew up in Ohio. And they had one chiropractor. And Ohio Northern? I did. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I had a good friend in high school. I played soccer on I mean, to college. And I had yeah. a good friend in high school. She was a year older than me. And she went to Ohio Northern and played on the soccer team. She was a goalie. And I've never, ever heard of it. Until yeah. she and I actually went to visit her. Like I went to her orientation thing with her. That is wild. I mean, on there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a small school and and it's in the middle of cornfields, essentially, right? So you don't really know it's there unless you know it's there. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you started to shift over from this, which two wildly different arenas. Right. For kind of arena and broadcasting to more like starting to make that click that maybe I don't belong in here. And when did you right. make that jump? So I think it was when I walked out of that chiropractor. There was a, an old school chiropractor there in, in that town and I got adjusted. And actually, I remember it's kind of a funny story because he was super old school, whereas he adjusted you and then you just laid there with the lights out. And I was like, what do I do? Do I leave? (laughs) But, but eventually I was like, okay, I'm just going to get up and and make my way out. But that's just, you know, he did things how he wanted to do things, which is great. But I walked out standing up straight and I was like, okay, what is this magic or voodoo or what, what is chiropractic? Um, so I was working as a radio DJ at my, at the college radio station at the time and in in between songs, you know, you set up songs, you set up ads and in between you have time to where you have some free time where you're just sitting in the studio and the music's playing. And so I would read and I bought a book on Amazon, went on Amazon, bought a book about chiropractic. And I think it was called the chiropractic way. If I'm not mistaken, I still have that book and it, completely blew my mind because I had always thought about health and wellness from an outside in perspective. If you're not well, you take something or you do something to make yourself better. The chiropractic was the whole approach of, okay, you fix what's going on in the inside, work from the inside out, starting with the nervous system that runs everything else in the body. And I mean, literally my mind was blown and I called my mom one day and I said, mom, I want to be a chiropractor. And there we were. So we said, oh, she said, okay. Um, And then I, there's no chiropractic schools in Ohio. 
So my senior year of college went through where I should have been just coasting and, you know, taking all the easy, fun classes. I took my science prereqs that I needed for school and then moved down to Georgia. knew absolutely no one, but just felt like this was where I was supposed to be. And yeah, and there we go. Graduated um, from chiropractic school, met my husband, and we we're still here in Georgia. I live down here. So yeah, that's, that's the quick story. <laughs> Do you feel, so I know I have a very similar story and I know we've talked about this before, but with my, I mean, I was chronically ill for six, seven years. It ended up that I had Lyme disease. I didn't know. I went to 35 plus doctors in Florida and I was in conventional school. And that personal experience is what led me to practice medicine in a different way. So as soon as I got out of school, I was like, I'm, I can either work in the emergency department or I can work in a more holistic functional medicine practice, but there's no in between for me. And there's two points. One is I think that it's it's rare to find that where us as practitioners come out of our own kind of health journey and experience and land in a field where now we can give back to the people that suffer how we did. And I, I think it makes us better practitioners. Um, but two, it is it's also very rare, I think, to find just uh, to having a job in general, to feel like you belong so deeply mm-hmm. in that world because of your past experience. For me, it, it's a wild feeling. Did you have that same feeling when you went into, you know, when you made that conversion from theater to chiropractic school that you were like, wow, this is where I belong? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think I had been trying to figure out, you know, what am I supposed to do with my life? What, what am I supposed to be when I grow up? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, just the fact that those two, I had terrible migraine headaches, which took me out of school, which took me, you know, down for the day and then not being able to stand up straight where you can't really function very well doing that. And just those two things, I thought if I can help other people just with those two things, then that's awesome, you know? And, and then once I learned what more chiropractic could do, then my world was opened up even more. And then in school, I I knew nothing really about holistic health, about natural health. And, you know, we take nutrition classes. It's more than just anatomy, physiology, chiropractic. We take a lot. It's a very well-rounded education. And I feel like I learned so much. Like I had an OBGYN course and we had a home birth midwife come speak to us. And at the time I was like, wait, people have babies at home. Like that's something people still do. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And and then I had three homers. So, you know, it, it changed the whole trajectory of not only my career, but my life. And I'm just so thankful because I truly feel like that's where I was and am supposed to be. Right. And I that is a really, really good point because I think that not enough people know how well versed chiropractic chiropractors are in the nutrition and nutraceutical and supplement aspect of the world too, because I do, I think there is this little stigma where a patient goes to a, you know, PCP or a primary care physician or whoever. And they're like, Oh, my chiropractor said to take this. And that person's like, huh? But so I think I would love for you to touch on that a little bit more because every patient I have that comes to me from an awesome chiropractor where they have put them on a supplemental regimen, I'm like, I'm blown away. I'm like, that is wonderful. Thank you for getting that going and getting that started and implementing that. So I think that's a really important topic that you're not just adjusting. You are looking at that patient more holistically. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a whole body approach for sure. And I typically am more, I, I make suggestions. I leave protocols and all that more to, to the use of the world. <laughs> um, but I mean, I do enjoy it for sure. I just, you know, but I, I like to make suggestions looking at what what's going on, whole picture. Um, but yeah, that is something we focus on a lot in school that a lot of people don't realize. And then obviously, you know, we have to do training every year um, to, to keep our, um, our license. And so a lot of times that's, that falls into, uh, the training that we can do as well. Oh, we just took a breath at the same time. I have an, I have an input, like for me on the patient side, it is something that I look for in my team of doctors, because I have a team of them. I don't have just one. So having doctors that communicate and are on the same page is so helpful because otherwise it's, oh, well, you need to be on this or you don't need to be on that or vice versa. Right. And it's very confusing for someone that is not not a doctor to how do I sort through that as a, as a patient? How do I know? Cause I'm supposed to trust my doctor. And I have a similar story to hers is I went through seven or eight doctors trying to figure out that I had Lyme disease and what that was all like. And I didn't find help until real help until I actually got into a place where I kind of was in a situation to meet her. So, and it's, it's thank you from all of us that, (laughs) that are searching for doctors that that talk to each other and have that, that well care umbrella over everything. It's so, it's so important for us. To that point, a lot of times a chiropractor can be the liaison where Mm -hmm. you know these patients don't know there's a whole world of medicine that practices either functionally or holistically and oftentimes a lot of my referrals come to chiro from chiropractors because it's Mm -hmm. just that really great liaison but a question i did have for you because you were mentioning mentioning just you know being in school and different certifications were there any other certifications that you received in school that would make you a specialist with a certain patient population Yes. Yeah, so one of the first things I did, actually, when I graduated chiropractic school, I actually interned at a sports practice. And then I worked at that sports practice for about a year after school. And I enjoyed it. I loved it. I worked with professional athletes. And I would come home and tell my husband names. And he'd be like, that's amazing. And I'd be like, isn't that? I don't know. <laughs> um, but but it, it was it was fun. And I learned a lot there. But I always had I always knew I wanted my specialty, my focus to be families. Um, specifically babies, children, pregnant mamas. So one of the first things when I got out of school was I became Webster certified, which is, um, if you're not familiar with that, it is a certification where we, the Webster technique is what we do on pregnant mamas. What that is, is it is a specific analysis and then adjustment of the body of the pregnant mama's body specifically the SI joint where the sacrum and ilium meet, trying to keep the pelvis in optimal alignment. And the idea behind that is if we do that, the series of adjustments, it helps baby end up in ideal position for labor and delivery, which of course is head down. Um, So it's not an actual turning of the baby. Some people get that confused. It's not like the version that you would go to your to your OB to do. Um, But it is it's just a series of adjustments that might not look that different from a typical adjustment, but it is. And it it just helps maintain optimal alignment and, and prepare the mom's body and baby for birth. How for 
pregnant mama, if, if we're just talking optimal health and wellness here, what does your perfect schedule look like for that pregnant mama? Yeah, so I do have a basic kind of a general schedule, we'll call it, that I give to all of my every pregnant mama who comes into my office gets a folder and in there frequently asked questions. And of course, there is the ideal timeline. If like you said, if it's just for overall general wellness, I would recommend uh, every three weeks in the first trimester getting adjusted, then going to every two weeks, second trimester and weekly third trimester. Now that's assuming there's no issues, babies, you know, in great position, mom's feeling awesome. That's just to get mom ready for birth. If you look at studies online, you'll see that, you know, when mamas are under regular chiropractic care during pregnancy, they do have shorter labor times, they have less pain, they have less medical interventions. Um, so there's science behind all of it. Um, it's not just making you feel good when you leave the office. Absolutely. And I definitely have had personal experience with that. And it's it's just so interesting for me to see the scope of the pregnancies that I've had. They are wildly different. But Ava, she, my first one, she was born via C-section because she would not turn. So I had a version, which is so painful. And they give you a muscle relaxer. And it's just not my favorite. But at that time in life, I didn't know any different. I heard, um, yeah. Yeah. So they give you a muscle relaxer, then they physically manipulate and try to push the baby. And you're like 38 weeks pregnant here. I mean, that's a big old baby to try to turn. And Ava would just pop her head back up. I had a midwife in Florida who still worked at a traditional practice, but she suggested, uh, not chiropractic, um, acupuncture. And you know where they stuck the needle? You know where they stuck the little acupuncture needle? In the nail bed of my pinky toe. Yeah. 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 It's all connected. Did that work? No, I tried like, in, I was like flipped over on my couch doing inversions, like everything, but I did not see a chiropractor. And then and similar situation to Jada, my, my last one, my third, but she was just kind of rotated around. She wasn't sideways. Ava was sideways, but she was just flipped the wrong way. And I saw, I was on my way to one of my last um, midwifery appointments at, what was I probably 39 weeks. And I go in, babies flip one way. I could feel it. I had so much pressure on my sacrum and on my lower back. And then I got adjusted. And as soon as I was walking to my car, I felt this massive flip. And I was like, and she's locked and loaded. Let's go. Yep. It she was said to get in her, in her spot. Yeah. yeah. It was the, the coolest feeling. So I totally, I mean, the science is there, but it's cool to have your own experience too, where you can vouch for, for what you're saying as well. Now, continuing on then into newborns. Talk to me about keeping newborns well, about when you like to see them. What does that look like? Yeah, I did want to mention too, I didn't really finish my uh, my thought about when I started in the sports practice, was there for a year. And then I did transition to another practice because I just knew I wanted to focus on families and I wanted to do it my way, right? So now I do have a family practice um, and I do, I get to see babies, newborns, all the way up to elderly individuals. Um, we do see men. That is a question that I do get asked a lot um, because we do focus on mama's kids, pregnant mom or mama's kids, babies, uh, just because that's my heart. And honestly, I always loved that group of individuals before I even went through it myself. And then after, you know, three pregnancies, three births, I became even more passionate about it and seeing how chiropractic, like you said, how it changed my body during pregnancy. And I had to drive over 30 minutes to get adjusted during my pregnancy just because I didn't have anyone that I 
trusted close to me at the time, but I did it every week because, and it was so worth it. Um, and I had three wonderful home birth experiences and I truly believe that chiropractic played a big role in that. But back to your question, as far as babies, I always say the best time to get baby adjusted is as soon as possible after birth. Um, the next best time is now. So it's, you're not too late. If there are any mamas out there who've considered it, um, you can get babies adjusted anytime. For me, when I had my three, I gave myself 24 hours to be mom, only mom and not chiropractor, not doctor. And then the next day I adjusted all three of them. And then for them, for my babies, you know, they were born at home, no interventions, but they still had little misalignments in their teeny tiny little spines, which could have been from how they were sitting within my body. It could have been during birth, you know, micro traumas can cause little misalignments and their bones are so teeny tiny. So the littlest misalignment can become something big later. And I do think it's important to prevent that as early as possible. So, and you know, most of their brain development happens in the first few years of life. So why not get optimally functioning nervous system to give them the best chance and the best start? That was a great gift, Mama. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. The kids are back to school, and this means in addition to homework, they will also bring home those nasty classroom germs. Protecting the health of the entire family is key, and so too is taking a preventative approach. I trust Stellar Biotics for daily immune and gut health support. With 20 years of science behind their metabiotic and probiotic supplements, Stellar Biotics produces all natural, proven, safe, and effective supplements for everyone in your family, children, nursing mothers, and even pets. I trust them for my own family's immune and gut health support, and I hope that you consider them for your family too. Learn more at StellarBiotics.com and use coupon code DRCC10 to get 10% off of your purchase. But I think I think so many points in there are so important. Number one is that's another that's something else that I had experienced with with Jada my last I had at home and she her little sutures and her her skull weren't um, kind of going back to where they needed to be they were still overlapping and I had her adjusted I think it was day five and those things slipped right back on into place and because we forget the the you know passageway that these babies have to go through to come out into the world is amazing and beautiful and our bodies are meant to do it, but they still get squished in there. And so mm -hmm. they just need a little resetting. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So then you mentioned that you do see men and teenagers and, you know, adults, et cetera, the whole game, whole family. What can, if we're talking about the whole family, what is a good regimen for basic wellness, health and wellness? How often do you want to see that person if they're just healthy and no issues? And then can you explain why they should keep coming, you know, time after time? What does it do to keep them well? Yeah. So for anyone who's healthy, whether it be babies kind of have a different track for babies, I recommend when they reach kind of those major milestones where they're using new muscle groups. So first one would be when babies holding their head up really well, you know, that would be the next time to get them checked. Then when they start sitting, when they start crawling, when they start eventually walking, anytime they're using new muscle groups is always a good time to bring them in to get them checked. Um, for my student athletes and for adults, honestly, a good just wellness maintenance preventative care is usually every three to four weeks. 
Um, now that can be more or less, of course, depending on the individual, depending on activity level, all the things, but that's a really good place to start. And as far as overall wellness, I like to simple it or simplify it down a little bit. And I like to use a, uh, the scenario of a hose. So an example of a hose, if you imagine a hose, now this is super simplified. However, if you think of a hose, you think of water going through the hose, right? If you think of a kink in that hose, the water all of a sudden will not be able to pass through as quickly. The same thing in your spine. So one of the, we know the heart and then the nervous system, the brain and spinal cord are the very first organs to develop in a baby. Why? Because they run the rest of the body. So signals come from the brain down the spine out into the nerves um, through those vertebrae, through the little teeny tiny holes in those vertebrae, and they go to every cell system organ in the body. So if there's a kink in one of those nerves, because there's a misalignment in the vertebra, then that nerve flow, the body's not going to get the signal it needs to function at 100%. And a lot of times, honestly, the last symptom that we feel is pain. So just because you hurt that that could have been there for months and months, that misalignment. Um, but there might've been something, you know, underlying. So that's why I recommend monthly maintenance just to keep everything happy, keep everything open, keep everything functioning at 100%, even if there's no pain or discomfort or symptoms. And that can happen for everybody. I think something else that people don't think about is that we, we do think about, Oh, we'll go to the chiropractor if something's wrong and not right. necessarily just for maintenance but everything you just mentioned those poses that can get kinked that can happen yes if you are an athlete but also if you work a desk job and you're sitting down right. or if you're a stay-at-home mom or just mom in general and you are carrying kids up and down the stairs and constantly cleaning up toys I mean mm -hmm. literally the last time that I was in the most pain was I leaned over my the crib to put Jada down and all of a sudden my back just I mean I got stuck and it, what you said back when you were in college, how you just got stuck and bent over, that was me. And you know, my first yeah. job was a chiropractor uh -huh. out of that office, you know? So it's like, we think about these more drastic scenarios where you are an athlete or you're, you're super, you know, you're doing CrossFit or something like that. And no, I was putting my kid in a crib. <laughs> right. Um, what about postpartum illness? When do you like yeah, so part, postpartum, I always say whenever mom's ready to come back in, honestly, come on in. If mom does have to have a C-section, uh, we, we do have pregnancy pillows, and those are what we actually put on the table before we adjust during pregnancy. So they're pillows that are hollowed out there. So my table has the pelvic piece actually drops out a little bit, makes room for the belly, and then there are pregnancy pillows that we put on top of that to make baby nice and cushioned and comfy in there so they don't feel much of anything during the adjustment. Um, so I always tell moms we can use those postpartum. We can we also a lot of times use those over the chest because if mom's milk just came in, that can be super uncomfortable. Uh, so yeah, so that I always as soon as mom is ready to get into the office, it is a great time to get everything checked because it takes a while for things to obviously go back to where they belong. But chiropractic can just make sure that they go back properly <laughs> to where they belong. And I, I think something important that just kind of triggered my brain while you're talking about that to talk about would be that not always are you doing physical manipulation. A lot of people think that you go into a chiropractor and it's just cracking bones with hands. 
But can you talk about some of the more gentle tools that you use, depending like if it is a postpartum mama or if it is an elderly patient, et cetera, that, that you have at your disposal? Yes. So I have an activator at my office and an archer stem, which are both, we call them instruments. Whenever I say that in my office and kids are like, they expect music to come out of it, not a musical instrument, um, but it is an adjusting instrument and adjusting tool. And it basically clicks, it makes a clicking sound and it can move the bones in a very specific direction, but it does so quicker than I can do it, quicker than my hands can do it. So that one helps to so the muscles don't fight against it you know so they don't because sometimes we do tense up right if someone has their hands on our neck about to do a cervical adjustment it's normal to tense up yeah <laughs> even i do it yeah even i do it and i love it i would get one every day if i could um but there's just something about someone holding you in that position that makes you tense up a little bit so so the adjust or the activator or the arthur stem is good for that but it's also a more gentle tool so you know i have kids that come in from, uh, that are on the spectrum too and they don't like the cracking popping feeling or i have elderly patients who, whose bone density is not as strong so um, or little kids, a lot of times we use the instrument on them as well. So we have both options and we kind of work together with what I think would be best. And of course, what the patient prefers and kind of figure out a plan from there of what, what we're going to use. Cool. That makes a lot of sense. Is there kind of continuing on the, the health and wellness junkie side of things mm -hmm. as we are into flu and COVID season and whatever this is, what are some tips and tricks that you use in your own house? What are some regimens that you have your own children doing or, or for you and your husband um, that you want to share with the world? <laughs> yeah. So of course we, everyone gets adjusted. That is part of our routine, but we also, we are big into supplements. I, my kids and my husband and myself, we all take a multivitamin because while we do eat well, we don't eat perfectly by any means. So that kind of fills in some of those nutritional gaps. And then this time of year, always vitamin C, vitamin D, uh, especially coming up where we're not going to be outside as much. We're not going to get as much outside time, sunlight. Although I do, we, when we bought this, the house that we're in now, we specifically bought it because it had a nice backyard and I wanted my kids to be able to be outside as they grow up even more. So, so I'm thankful for that, but obviously we can't do that as much in the winter months. Um, and then everyone takes a probiotic at my house. Um, I think those are the main, the keys and my oldest, my oldest son, he's 11 and he's in charge of setting the vitamins out every day. So it gives personal responsibility and, you know, also, yeah, teaching them to take control of their health and wellness. So that's a big one. Um, we're big on bedtime routines. Of course, that goes away some in the summer, as it does for many households. But we're back on track now, being in the fall. Um, and then activity, of course, try to stay active and all the good things there. But and I do I use essential oils. We have a lot of natural remedies in our home that we use for preventative care. And then obviously if anyone goes down, we have those in our back pocket that we can just pull out and use. You mentioned a little bit about eating and you said, I think it's just so realistic, like you eat well, but not perfect. And so like we have kind of rules of thumb in our house where we try to control as much as we can, but we like, it's just life with kids and we try to make the right. best decisions that we can. 
do you, are there certain um, rules of thumb that you guys have that you're like, Hey, we avoid this in our house, but if we're out or, but if the kids are at school, then they know that they can have it. Is there anything specific that you follow or are you just trying to do your best? Yeah, I don't know about specifics. I will say I am, we don't do a lot of sugar in our house in general. Um, and now I was, funny story. I do have, so I have three kids and one, two of them are great eaters, salads, all the things. They'll eat all the greens, everything. My middle son will, I don't know how this happened. <laughs> I used to think it was a parenting thing. And I think that was just now this happened to me so that God, so that I can't judge other people so that God could point out that, Hey, <laughs> you're not perfect. It's not a parenting thing. Yeah, it's grounding you and humbling you. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Parenting is like that, right? So humbling. So he literally just does not like green vegetables, has an aversion to them. I said, I don't know how this happened. When he was a toddler, he would sit and eat kale, raw kale, you know? So I thought we were doing all the right things. And I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it happened. So we do. Yep. So we have some greens, um, some powder greens that I'll sneak in or, you know, I'll sneak in veggies whenever possible. Um, but I'm, we're definitely far from perfect as far as that goes, which is another reason we supplement. Um, but yeah, we, we just don't do a lot of sugar. We do water is pretty much our only drink that we do, uh, when we're home every once in a while, my husband, you know, he's, he's, he's the fun parent. So, so he's the one if we're out. Yep. <laughs> if we're out and about, he's the one that will get them a Gatorade. Uh, you know, I mean, actually that happened. I'm saying that because that literally happened this morning. My daughter cheers for the, for the first grade football team. And the boys came back with a Gatorade and I was like, really? Come on. But you know, it's not the end of the world. No offense to Gatorade. Uh, <laughs> everyone's I said but it's funny that you say that because last night we had, I mean, we don't, we don't have gluten in the house. And so the kids were eating gluten-free burgers and I mean, I'm a gluten-free bun and they had a little salad that was beautiful, like garden salad with, you know, carrots and tomatoes that we got from our garden. And then of course, like some French fries because Hey, it's balanced. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the first two eat this huge pile of the salad first. Don't touch anything else. They take like the top bun off and they actually only eat the meat because they just want to, you know, eat that, not the whole thing. They ask for more salad. Jada, my third is sitting there and she stabs her fork into the bun with ketchup on it. And it's just eating the bun and would not eat anything else. And I'm like, and same thing. I mean, these kids grew up like eating like pro athletes, like, you know, exposed to all the things eating really, really well. And there's just one kid that doesn't mm -hmm. want to follow suit. Mm -hmm. She does eat fruits and other oh, things. Yeah, normal. She does. She's a, but she's she's a good will, eater. she will gravitate. Like, tell me why one of her first words was cookie. Yeah. Like she, I, that might, that one. Might there's always one. <laughs> there's always one. Um, another question I had for you was, do you see any, in terms of health and wellness, do you see any big lifestyle factors that are taking a toll on your patient's health? Like, are there certain lifestyle factors that maybe you would suggest avoiding or restricting to benefit the overall structure of the body to benefit our overall central nervous system to keep those patients healthier? Yeah, I mean, one that sticks out is screens. Um, unfortunately, everything we do now is here. You know, it's it's down and it's in front of us. Phones, um, 
devices, whatever it might be. So we're, I'm seeing a lot more kids, honestly, with upper back and neck issues because they're like this, you know, they're, they're forward all day or a lot of the day. Um, so one thing I recommend is, of course, I'm not going to tell anyone to give up their devices. I know that's, that's silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get it. And my kids don't have phones yet or anything, um, but I know eventually they will. But I say just little reminders of when you're sitting, one, when you're sitting with the computer, it's easy because you can prop it up in front of you. But when you're sitting with the phone, it's not as easy because holding it up is not the most convenient. Um, but you can like lay on your stomach and look at it that way. Um, I always say when you're reading, I use that example to kind of promote reading a little more than just playing on, you know, a cell phone um, to lay on your stomach and read that way so that we're not just hunched over and also doing like stretches and opening up the chest and the all that upper back, all those muscles so that everything doesn't get so tight that it becomes comfortable there and cause what we call subluxation or misalignment in the spine, which will then need fixed um, and probably be repetitive. With the huge influx of people working from home post-COVID, are you seeing anything specific from that? I do, the screens kind of relate to that as well, but just yeah. very... Yeah. And just lack of, of motion, you know, I feel like we're just more sedentary right now. We're not getting out. We're not going outside as much, getting that vitamin D, all of that. And there is for a lot of people too, there's the social aspect of it. Um, you know, I like to be around people. You mentioned that I had surgery and I've been in my house pretty much for, for three weeks now, and I'm ready to get back in the office. Physically I'm not, but mentally, you you know, I miss that. I miss my interaction with humans other than the four that I live with here, you know? Um, so I do think that that can, can take a mental toll on individuals too, which of course mental affects physical, you know, it's all a different, it's all trauma, just a different kind of trauma. Absolutely. Is there anything else on the well care side of life in, in your practice with the family of something that we didn't cover because I know in our next conversation with you, we're going to get into some more acute care mm -hmm. and dive into that a little more specifically. So if you're discover, if you are still out there waiting for um, a few more deep dives, we've got that coming up in our next episode, but we want to know if there's any other well care information that you didn't cover that you want to touch on of just having people, well. yeah, having chiropractic as part of their wellness routine. Well, there are studies. If if you go on PubMed or, or any any search engine, you'll see that there are studies of chiropractic physically, scientifically uh, increasing function of those immune cells in the body. So there's actually a specific study um, is that I'm thinking of is based on the CD4 cells, which are you know immune helper cells in the body, which help keep out foreign bacteria, viruses. And there was a study done where it was a six month study and individuals were adjusted and then some were not. These specific individuals actually had the HIV virus. So that is, you know, that virus wipes out those CD4 cells. So at the end of six months of chiropractic care, they retested and the control group, which is, you know, normal, weren't getting adjusted, their CD4 cells had decreased seven to 8%. 
in the body and the group that had gotten adjusted, their CD4 cells had actually increased 48%, which is like unheard of. That's incredible. Yeah. So, so it's there on a scientific cellular level as well. Um, but for me, I always say the proof is in the pudding. You know, you, you see the families walk in my doors, um, in my office, you see the families that are getting regularly adjusted and they just don't get sick as often. They just stay well. Uh, so there is a scientific aspect, but there's also just, just take a look around and, you know, kind of see that, that those families who who integrate chiropractic care into their regular routine, they just tend to stay healthier in general, which is a beautiful thing. And I think it's such a gift to be able to play just a small role in, in helping with that. That's so important for everyone. Obviously, using something like HIV is a, is a drastic example, but it's a great example because mm-hmm. those patients are severely immunocompromised. So if you can raise those kind of natural killer cells up, 48%. I mean, that is wild. And a patient who is severely immunosuppressed, then just think about what it does for the average kid or the average adult and just boosting up your, your immune system more holistically so that no matter what comes across your way, you can mm-hmm. more readily and more effectively. That's wild. That's incredible. I- yeah. It's important as a medical mystery overachiever because I like to collect things that I have no idea what's going on with me. So she has every antibody you can think of. Like <laughs> she's still going through her chronically ill journey. Um, but it, it's cool because it gives her also a different perspective than us as practitioners or us right. to overcome certain things in our medical background um, or medical history. This one over here is still fighting. Yeah, I always learn things. So yeah, yeah, I love I love chiropractic care. It's well, is there a way for the discovery dot community to follow you to get in touch with you if they want to um or just to learn more about what you do sure so yeah of course we have a website for my office but then the easiest way to connect is on instagram i have a personal instagram it's at dr kristen marchman and it's mostly of my life and my kids and some pictures of my cat in there so that lady <laughs> A lot of for her and still love her. It's okay. He's a cool cat though. His name's Kevin and he's the best cat. He thinks he's a dog, so it's fine. He can put us into the dog category. Um, But yeah, it's mostly just my personal life that I share on there. But of course, wellness is a huge part of that. And then we also have my office Instagram, which is at Essential Wellness Chiropractic as well. Awesome. And we'll put all of Dr. Marchman's links down in the show notes. So wherever you're watching or listening to this, um, we'll make sure that you can just click that button and go directly to her. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Marchman, for joining us. Thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode because it will be part two of our conversation with Dr. Marchman where we get into more of the nitty gritty of all the things acute and every different kind of symptom and condition that chiropractic care can help with, which I guarantee you will not know half of them. Mm-hmm. all right well we'll see you next time and until then let's Let's discover discover together together. hey discoverer let's discover more find episode link in today's show notes follow us on instagram and tiktok at the discovery doc connect with us on facebook at the discovery doc like and subscribe on youtube find us wherever you listen to podcasts visit our website thediscoverydoc.com This podcast is produced by Soulpreneurs Association and powered by soulsoftware.co. Empowering your digital journey with innovative solutions.
content provided in this podcast provides general information and discussions on various topics related to health, wellness, and medical advancements. However, it is essential to understand that the content provided in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The hosts, guests, and contributors are individuals sharing their personal experiences, opinions, and knowledge in their respective fields. While they strive to provide accurate, up-to-date information, medical knowledge is constantly evolving and the information presented in this podcast may not always reflect the most current research and medical guidelines. It is crucial to consult with a qualified healthcare professional or medical expert for specific medical concerns. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking medical treatment based on the information presented in this podcast. The Discovery Doc Podcast encourages listeners to use their own judgment and discretion while implementing any suggestions, recommendations, or lifestyle changes discussed in this episode. Each individual's medical situation is unique and may work for one, may not be suitable or safe for another. The podcast hosts, guests, and contributors are not liable for any direct, indirect, consequential, or incidental damages or harm that may arise from listening or acting upon the information provided in this podcast. Listeners are responsible for their own health decisions and should exercise caution and seek professional guidance when necessary. By listening to this podcast, you acknowledge that you have read, understood, and agreed to this medical disclaimer. If you have any questions or concerns about this medical disclaimer, please consult a qualified healthcare professional.